Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. 630 Chad and the Edmonton Oilers Hockey Club present the show that is everything Oilers. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down? Yeah, Digitex does that. D I G I T E X dot C A. On Oilers Radio. 630 Chad. Six in Edmonton. Welcome back, everybody. Bob Stoffer, Cody Jansen, pinch hitting today for Brendan Escott on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex. Wishing you and yours all the best during these challenging and uncertain times. Digitex.ca is Alberta's number one owned and operator place to buy office technology and software. Kevin Lowe joined us in the first hour to talk a bit about the passing of uh, Walter Gretzky. We had uh, Elliot Friedman for NHL Hockey on Rogers for the River Cree Resort Casino. In this hour for the Horses and Horse Racing Alberta, Mark Spector. Speaking of HRA, Horse Racing Alberta, our province's horse racing and breeding industry has introduced new safety protocols with thorough vet checks, stricter rules, and tougher penalties. Employing Albertans caring for our horses, Horse Racing Alberta. Spec at 105, Oilers Associate Coach, former head coach of the Calgary Flames. Glenn Galtz in Battle of Alberta tomorrow night, 8 o'clock puck drop on 6.30 Chet. You can text us at any time on the Ashley Fine Floors text line at 780-496-0063. Ashley Fine Floors providing winning results for 35 years. As we head off to the uh, River Cree Resort Casino hotline, we welcome back to the show Mark Spector. Hello, Speck. How are you doing, Bobby? Not bad. So you're gonna you're gonna steer me right? Is that correct? Uh, that's that's what I saw in a tweet today. I'm like, what is this? Three o'clock of the bike racks? Because if so, it's not going to be good for you, Mark. Let me tell you that right now. <laughs> but with all uh, at this stage of the game, my fighting days are done. I'd rather sit down and uh, have a couple pops. But uh, look, uh, today's it's a sad day, but it's also a day of celebration. Uh, you've had the privilege of of certainly having the occasional conversation with Walter Gretzky and. and and also being treated, I would assume, very well by Wayne Gretzky, which is also uh, often a reflection on uh, parenting. Uh, he, Walter yeah. Gretzky's a pretty unique man, isn't he? Yeah, and I think you say it well, Bob, when, you know, Wayne Gretzky's still a guy that will walk up to you, and if, if, they have, if he hasn't met you, he'll stick out his hand and say, hi, I'm Wayne. And you look at him and you think, you know, of course you're Wayne. <laughs> like, who doesn't know that? But the point is, 
Yeah, that's how Walter raised his family, right? Like, you know, nobody big times anybody in that family. So that comes from uh, the patriarch, Walter. Uh, pleasure meeting Walter a couple of times. I happened to be the young kid who didn't attend the Wayne Getsky trade press conference in 88, Bob, who was back at the Edmonton Journal digging up sidebars. So I was the guy that got to phone Walter at the family homestead in Brantford and say, hey, Wayne got traded. What do you think? So... Uh, you know, my my few dealings with with uh, um, with Walter were such that he was more interested in me. He appeared to be more interested in me than I was in him, which wasn't true. But he was just one of those guys. It wasn't about him. It wasn't about the Gretzkys. He wanted to know how you were, and that's just very much like the way Wayne is now. And I see that the apple has not fallen far from that tree, right? And you know, Keith has uh, always been accessible. He's been oh, accessible. Yeah. He's a you know, good guy good guy and uh, he's got a pretty good, good eye they, those guys know i mean they know hockey too like they have an eye for talent and appreciation for talent uh connor yamamoto and evan bouchard i mean keith was involved in those selections in the first round and um i think we're gonna see bouchard based on the morning or the skate today it looks like he's gonna be back in uh well, but to, bob if i can if i can interrupt you know what go to where the you know, be where the puck's going, not where it's been, right? Like yeah. that's a, you know, that's an iconic phrase that when spoken in hockey circles, every single guy knows who said it first. It was Walter Gretzky, right? And if any of us could have something in our life that is as widely recognized as that, uh, you know, Walter was ahead of the time, man. And you, kind of, you know, he gets a good chunk of responsibility for why Wayne Gretzky is Wayne Gretzky as a hockey player. Walter had something going on there, that old uh, bell linesman. He knew what he was talking about. Well, it's interesting, you know, because Wayne's almost, uh, and, and, and maybe, look, we're in different times, right? I mean, to say the least, right? We're sitting there doing Zoom calls. We don't have the, the, the face-to-face, the, the quiet conversation. Even when you broke in, uh, Spence, the you know even as far as late uh, the late 2000s you know Shane Doan would roll into town and you could do or, or Sergey Fedorov or Timo Solani and they would give the writers 12 to 14 minutes or the the radio yeah. Johnny the radio Johnnies I believe you used to call us back then yeah. but the anyhow like Johnny, yeah. right right but they would you know and and it's it's a lot different world now and Wayne was per, one of the most accommodating guys and. Uh, you know what? Sometimes there's something to be said with killing people with niceness, and that's kind of how Wayne dealt with his business. Even the guys that might be critical of him at times, he was he was always accessible, always there, and very rarely, uh, at least when it came to dealing with the media spec, uh, the least bit confrontational or adversarial or and and it's just and, and, and look things have evolved there's masses of media and 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 you got guys you know radio well was 24 7 for a couple markets until about a month ago but you know what i'm saying here it is a different world and and i i wonder at times whether or not wayne gretzky maybe spoiled even the guys in this market a little bit wayne or oh. it's back yeah, well, you often referred to me as Wayne when we played hockey together, so that's fine, Bob. No, no, um, uh, no. You would be. I'm, I'm thinking. All right, what guy had the the worst case of tunnel vision I've ever seen in my life? Uh, that would be you. You Spec. can just call me Spec, Bob. That's okay. Uh, <laughs> hey, listen. Uh, I wish you know. Uh, I wish that. How would I say? It, it was such a smaller place. 
yes. back then. There was so much less media. I'm not saying it was easy for Wayne Gretzky, but, you know, I had more time. You know, Wayne Gretzky gave the scribes back then more time. There was an Internet. So one of the things about Wayne Gretzky was, Maddie always tells a story, Bob, that after you'd interview him, uh, the notepads would kind of drop down to your sides and there would be just a few more minutes of just casual conversation. And he would interview you about what's going on around the league because you didn't just jump on your phone back then and, and know what was happening with the Rangers and all those things. So, you know, Gretz, it was a conversation with Gretz for sure. Uh, we're, we're working young Karna McDavid to the point where hopefully when we get back in person, we're going to be somewhere close to that. He's improving a lot as, a, as an interview. And, you know, it's hard being a superstar. Everyone wants you all the time. But it's more diffi- It's a more difficult place for Karna McDavid, Bob, with the Internet, with Twitter, with Everything you say is out before he even gets out of his stall. That interview is being published out the web. It's it's a it's almost incomparable. Completely different worlds between those players. Mark, uh, let's switch focus to the series I was against Toronto because it was a difficult one for the Oilers. Uh, that said, there might have been a form of catharsis as a result of it. At least you know where you stand and what you got to do. I wrote after the second game that this is probably a good thing for the Oilers. I didn't think that they'd lose so badly the third game. Uh, if ever there was a thought that this was anything close to a finished product, and I don't really think that they thought that, but the Oilers were going good, and they had it going in the right direction. They were 11-2. and two. Uh, This is that swift kick in the pants. Uh, and before the season's halfway point, Bob, you know, They've got plenty of time to learn from this, recover from this. They're going to get another couple kicks at Toronto here before the playoffs start. Uh, you know, this is a very good timing for a team to have a long look in the mirror and say, okay, you know what? We got a little more work to do here than we thought because that Toronto team, they beat us for fun three nights in a row. Yeah, I got the sense that even if they'd played a couple more games after, if this had been a nope. five-game series, they weren't one of those. It would have been nope. five. And, you know, but You're right, Bob. But, okay, so here's the deal. To me, this wasn't Marner. Look, Matthews missed two games, but this wasn't Marner as much. Uh, this was, nope. you know, you take a look at who won game three, spec two goals from VC. Uh, you know, McKeev and Engvall involved in a goal and, uh, like the Leafs showed superior depth up front. Their defense was way more settled, and we're going to get to the defense in a second. They got, you know, that top four all plays 20 minutes a game, and the structure and process and the backside support, but they were also, they were on it. Like they were engaged. They had a full team buy in. They're, they're, they're going up against Connor and Leon, so they know they got to bring it. They brought it, and it was, it was a, a pretty impressive showing from the Leafs. It really, really was. To watch a team play a, a team system, all, you know, 18 skaters, uh, the way the Leafs did, it was incredible. It didn't really matter who was on the ice bomb. You know, they all played the same way, which is what we always say about championship teams. Uh, I know we're not there yet. It's only halfway point of the season, but uh, they just, you know, Edmonton couldn't, could not get carry the puck over the Toronto blue line when they were so lucky as to do so. The defense stood them up, and the minute the Oilers player put a little bit of the brakes on or tried to button hook or you know slow down and wait for help, the back pressure stripped them of the puck just like that. Uh, I don't care who played goal for Toronto. None of those goal, you know, all three guys did the job. None of them had to be particularly good at all. 
uh, it was just, it was a team victory. And, and it was really, really, you know, if you're a coach or if you're putting on a symposium or you want to, you know, a guy like Ken Hitchcock could watch that game. And I know he's cheering for the Oilers, but he'd watch Toronto play that game and he'd tip his hat. He'd say, man, oh man, that is a team that is well coached. All right. Uh, let's also talk about something. The core, the guts of their defense. Uh, Riley, 23 minutes a game. He's been in the league now for eight seasons. He's played 540 games. TJ Brody played 10 years in Calgary. He's at 659 games in his NHL career. He's playing 22 minutes a game. He's 30. Riley's 26. Muzzin, 32. He's won a cup in L.A. He was sort of on the perimeter with the first cup, but a big part of their second cup. Eight seasons with the Kings, over 600 games, 21-30, 32. And then Justin Hall, who spent all that time percolating in the minors, working his way up, all the way up from the ECHL. Maybe only he's got 100 games in, but he's 29 years of age. Even Bogosian in their third pairing, 30 years of age. I, I stick of the spec because today at practice it looked like Barrett Jones might be out and Bouchard and Lagesson might be in. It's tough. Excuse me. It's tough when you're trying to break in a couple younger defensemen against a team that's that's basically got, you know, five veterans in the lineup, uh, five guys aged 26 to, to 32, 4D playing north of 21 minutes a game, and they can defend. And the Oilers, at times, I thought, got it. You know, they're trying to, they in, in a couple of those games, spec, they had, you know, two or three young defensemen going, and there were some tough miles there at times, weren't there? No, for sure. You know, listen, the good news is at least the Oilers have a nice young crop of defensemen that you don't, you know, you're happy to sit there and say, let those guys play and make some mistakes because they're going to be good players. We believe in that crop. And I'm not just saying it. I think that they got enough there. Now, the problem is you got to get from here to there. And just like that, you know, let's talk about Evan Bouchard. I think it was the second game against the Leafs. Made, I thought the first play made a bad mistake. The second play didn't quite get to Nylander. Boom, it's 2 nothing. That's what happens when you play young guys. It's not Bouchard's fault. Every young guy makes mistakes. So you got to suck it up and you got to stomach that. I get it, Bob. But when you go up against a team that has what you're looking to get, you know, Bob, do, do we – let me say, let me ask you this. Do we kind of get off track here and this whole thing about let's have offensive guys because the best defense is to have the puck outside your zone. Do we forget – that defensemen have to defend sometimes? I think there's a balance in between the two. I think we get off track when we look at a team that doesn't have enough depth at forward and still has young defense and doesn't have goalies capable of bailing players out, which is what happened on that second goal that you described against Toronto when uh, Bouchard, right? Like Koskinen doesn't make the save. I think we get off track when we look at the top two guys and say, well, they got to carry us through every situation. Like when you looked at that matchup, like Toronto's got two sets of forwards. When they got that third game, they got Matthews and Marner and then they got Tavares Nylander, okay? And right now, those two sets are better. Doesn't matter with McDavid or Dreisaitl how good they are. Those two sets are better than what Edmonton has. Then the third line that Toronto has is faster and more explosive than what the Oilers have. Their top four D is better. And then you're looking at and then you're looking at Anderson versus either Koskinen or Smith, and you're probably saying, you know what, he's probably better too. It, it starts to compound. I like having four transition defensemen, Mark, okay? I, I'm at the stage where I'm like, just play Bouchard. I, you know I feel that way. Not everybody has to agree with me, but I am that guy. Just play Bouchard. His ceiling's higher than anybody's. Live with it sometime. But 
Let's think of Toronto, Mark. They lose Muzzin last year in the playoffs, and they didn't have Brody. And they lose to, you know, uh, Columbus in the play-in series. You know, and, and Hall emerged. I actually think Edmonton has the potential of having a guy a bit like Hall, okay? Uh, a ranger, sort of new-age D-man, albeit they might have two guys like that between Lagason and Nima Linen here, but they're going to take some time, and that's what you talked about bridging the gap. So well, I, I like Lagason, and I like playing Lagason here. I think he's slugged it out a long time, and just you know, in in a different way than Bouchard. Clearly, Bouchard's uh, you know his his projection is going to be higher than Lagason for sure, but. Right, but Lagason's gonna could well be that guy that can really help you defend a lot. And you know what? Maybe one day they're the perfect pair, right? You got the more offensive guy on the right side with a big blast, and you got a stay-at-home guy on the left side, Lagason. But uh, I don't. They're I, not there. Know, they're not there yet. That's the. They're issue. not there, and the problem is maybe you can't play them both along with a struggling Ethan Bear. You know, there's just too many of these guys at once. You want to play Caleb Jones. You want to play Lagason. You want to play Bouchard. Well, that's half your defense right there. And then if you throw Bear in, who's a very young player, Bob, a very young player, you tell him you're going to go to war. Try to get out of this thing with four or six defensemen basically being kids? No. Right? You're not going to win. That's what's going to happen. You're not going to win. Something's there. The push is going to come to shove here. I mean, let's face it, Mark. We we started the year thinking that Nurse would be with Bear and that Jones would be with Larson to start the season and and that Jones had an opportunity to potentially grab a top pairing or a top four spot. And right now, I'm here to tell you, based on the practice that I saw today, I think both, and Jones and Bear both in, in the third game against Toronto, those guys, Ethan Bear is not the same player, people need to understand this, that he was a year ago. He's not as quick. Read between the lines of what I'm saying. He doesn't, his game is predicated upon quickness, smart decisions with the puck, hopping inside of players, putting pucks in the right spot on the ice. He's not as quick as he was last year. He's dealt with a couple challenges during the year. He's not at that level. And the end result, as a smaller guy is, there's been some tough miles for him this year, Speck. I think you have to play him into shape, and that's the guy that has to play, and you got to put up with a mistake from. Because in the end, if Ethan Bear, Ethan Bear is way ahead of Bouchard developmentally, uh, and you know, two things here, Bob. The the NHL is not a developmental league. I get it that this is a, a goofy year, and you can't just send Bouchard or or someone to anybody to Bakersfield because you probably won't see him again. So I get how this is a special, different year. I understand that, but to me. Bouchard is a uh, bear is a player that if he gets his game back, he's going to help you right now and he's going to help you into the playoffs. Uh, Bouchard, you're developing him at this point. So what would you if say? I'm a, right, if I'm a head coach, I'm trying to win. I got to get bear playing so I can win. What, sorry, I interrupted you there. What would you say to Brian Lott, who says he's done all the developing that he can do? in the minors he now has to develop at the nhl level and he's worth that investment investment because of his upside because that's what brian says on the way every wednesday yep. for the last month he's been saying that on this show well then you got to make a trade right uh, frankly then you got to make a trade because they got too many guys on their right side yeah bob right they got barry on the right side they got larson on the right side they got bear on the right side both three guys are playing every night right you're not taking those guys. In my opinion, you're playing all those three guys, regardless of Bouchard. So now you're telling me, let's. I don't. I don't like one bit playing Bear in the left side. 
You know, it's a big enough struggle for him to be an NHL defenseman on the, on the right side right now. Don't put him on the left side. And you, I mean know Boo, you mean Bouchard. You mean Bouchard. Yeah, I meant Bouchard. Yes. Yeah, I want Bouchard on the right side. And and I, I'm with you, Bob. I, I'm with Brian Lawton on this. But when I'm the if I'm Dave Tippett and I'm looking at my defense core, my only option right now is to play Bouchard on the left side, and that is that's probably putting too much on his plate. So they got to do something. They got to figure out how to crack this nut. And I'm not sure. You know, you got to sit down one of those top three right shot defensemen, and I'm not sure which one you're going to sit down, Bob. Well, it's going to be interesting. Agree or disagree? Tyson Berry's better offensively than Ethan Bear. Agree. Agree or Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. disagree. Adam Larson is better defensively and more physical than Ethan Bear. Agree. Who's better, Bouchard or Bear? I guess that's what it's going to come down to. And where's the where's the bet? This is going to be an interesting one to watch. And maybe you could maybe you could just play four right. Maybe you can play. Maybe it's Toronto that they were so good they exposed the orders for weakness. And maybe Edmonton circles back. But Mark, you make a fair point. Maybe you can only play three right shot guys. One final question for you, Calgary Flames. Did you see that coming, Daryl Sutter? Had you heard rumblings on that? Uh, I hadn't. I saw it coming. Like I, I didn't see Daryl Sutter coming. I saw a coaching change coming for sure. Like yep. it just that team is underachieving too much. It's, it had coaching change written all over it. Daryl makes sense, I guess. You know, Daryl makes sense for Calgary. Uh, I understand all that. So, you know, I guess I'll I'll ask you, Bob. You know, how what's going to happen? With that roster and Daryl Sutter as a head coach, that roster's biggest issue is work ethic and bringing it every night. And those are the things that Sutter absolutely demands. So to me, either A, they're going to completely change their personality, and let's say Monaghan and Goodrow are going to start to bring it every night, which they haven't done for most of their career, frankly. Or B, Sutter's going to look at those guys and say, we can't win with them. Right? What do you think is going to happen here? Something's got to give. I think it's going to be really interesting. Well, I'm not sure, to be honest. I don't know if some of those guys can play center hockey, but we're about to find out. Speck, we got to run. Thanks for your time, man. Hi, right, Bobby. 126 in Edmonton. We're going to step out for a minute. We'll come back with your North Division report for Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Welcome back, everybody. 127 in Edmonton. There's an old saying in the car business, cars cost less than Wetaskiwin. Outstanding customer service, a key to business as well. Brent Ridge Ford is a 10-time President's Diamond Award winner for customer satisfaction. Why do they win it? Because they treat you fairly when you buy a vehicle. They offer fair prices on warranties, insurance coverage, and financing fees. And they got a tremendous service department as well. I'm in an F-150. Cam Moon got hooked up. There's a Red Deer connection, too. We should mention that. Rich coming through uh, at uh, Brent Ridge Ford in Wetaskiwin. So go out and see Johnny, Uncle Milton, Rich, and the gang 
at Brent Ridge Ford. Lend them a hand, they'll lend you a hand. one 877 or visit BrentRidge.com. As we go to our North Division report, it is brought to you Monday, Wednesday, and Friday by Craig Hummel at REMAX Excellence. Maple Leafs, uh, you know, they played three excellent games against Edmonton. Didn't get some – they had a real good first period, probably deserved a better fate. And uh, Jake Furtanen, of all people, scored twice for the Vancouver Canucks last night on route to a 3-1 victory. Maple Leafs still have a terrific record this year. What are they? They're 18-5 and uh, one this season. Is that correct? How good of a year is that for the Toronto Maple Leafs? Winnipeg Jets winning last night in overtime in Montreal. They're second currently in the North Division. The Oilers are still two points up on the Montreal Canadiens. Canadiens have a couple games in hand. And the uh, Calgary Flames seven points behind uh, Edmonton heading into uh, tomorrow night's encounter. The Oilers with a record of 14-11 and the Flames at 11-11-2. Ryan Huska will be uh, their head coach. Uh, the Vancouver Canucks uh, obviously improving to 10-15-2 by virtue of the victory last night up to 22 points so they are currently six points behind Edmonton but the Oilers have two games in hand on Vancouver Ottawa by the way plays Calgary uh, so the Oilers and Flames Saturday it'll be Calgary and Ottawa Sunday and then Ottawa a three-game set in Edmonton Monday Wednesday and Friday Hit it. Brought Cody. to you by Craig Hummel at Remax Excellence. Finding your dream home, listing your old home. It all starts at soldtodayedmonton.ca. List it, sell it, move on. One thirty in Edmonton. We'll go off to a global news weather traffic update with Eileen Bell. Back with Glenn Gullitson. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio. 630 Chad.